0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. The Rifleman Radio Show is brought to you by the Appleseed Project, which is a sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. <clears throat> the Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to bringing you the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship programming in the United States today. Uh, we're going to give you every bit, uh, every skill, and technique. We're not going to give it to you we're going to uh we're going to show you how it works, and then you're going to uh, develop it yourself but we're we're going to show you the skills and techniques you will need uh whether you're just getting your rifle out of the box uh this is your second stop on the way here from uh your home The first stop was at Walmart the next stop was here We're going to give you all the fundamentals the uh, skills and techniques you'll need along with a hardcore safety uh, foundation so that you can shoot you know, your shooting uh, career. You'll be able to uh, to have all the skills and techniques uh, to start you out that normally would take uh, 20, 30, 40 years to develop on your own. So <clears throat> at the same time, we're going to tell you uh, – a little bit about what it means to be an American, about those Americans who have come before you, about the men and women who stood together on April nineteenth, seventeen seventy-five. What happened there? Why it happened? And uh, what the results uh, of that day were? Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, for tuning in tonight. Uh, if you're tuning in, then obviously you're on the uh, then you're on the same. Uh, uh, track with the move from Tuesdays to Thursdays. Uh, we uh, we moved to Thursday last week because of uh, uh, some hardware issues, and uh, and I thought about it for quite a quite a while about moving the shows to Thursday because I told you before that uh, on Tuesday nights my wife uh, uh, is also involved in a service organization just like me. We're both we both have our own different. Uh, volunteer service organizations that we're in, and uh, she happened to be the president uh, of the uh, Bell County Junior League for quite a while, and she's still uh, uh, one of the main members, and every Tuesday night they have general membership meetings. And uh, so that leaves me here alone with all the animals and the kids and the neighbors and everything else. And uh, the, the list of things... That have happened on Tuesday nights during the shows uh uh are about as long uh, way too long for me to relate to but uh uh it's everything from uh, uh from the kids needing
0: uh,
1: assistance to uh to cattle being out on the highway somewhere, and I've tried to make sure that to keep the show as Smooth flowing as possible. So I don't. I'm hoping that uh, none of those events ever, uh, ever became too obvious. But yes, I've I've left the house, gotten in my vehicle, driven over to uh, one of the places where the cattle were, got out, got them back into the, uh, onto the property, and fixed the uh, the hole where they got out, et cetera, During the show, uh, once I've had. Uh, uh, you, you name it. I've had everything that can happen. I've had neighbors come over to borrow stuff. I've had, and it never fails that the kids uh, don't have some uh, quote emergency during the shows, and uh, now they're not. They know they're not supposed to talk. They're not supposed to yell. They, sometimes they do anyway, but they know if they need something, they're supposed to come in and either pantomime it or. Uh, or write me a note, but I uh, generally we'll get a note uh, quite often saying something uh, from the two younger ones, saying something like, uh, uh, Daddy, uh, I have a splitter in my foot. Can you get the tweezers and get it out? Circle yes or circle no on this note. And uh, usually I'll circle no and say, please wait until after the show and I'll get it out. Uh, but there may be uh, something more pressing. Uh so I might get another note uh, later on saying, uh daddy, the 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 toilet is overflowing. Can you fix it please? Circle yes or circle no on this note. And uh so there've been times when I've uh when I've been utilizing the plunger et cetera, during the show and <clears throat> I don't uh, uh I'm getting pretty good at it. It's been two years now that I've been doing it uh, and taking care of the kids. And I also fixed dinner, except for during the shows. But uh, but I just figured it might be uh, might be time to change uh, for another day. So I hope that everybody has uh, is okay with the change, and uh, we'll try this and see why see if it'll work fine. Uh, if you can't make the live show, you can always go to the archives and download the show. Uh, if there are some major problems uh, with uh with having it on Thursday for some reason uh please let me know and we'll we'll talk about that. I know that there are uh, 50 to 100,000 trifolds out that say the show is on Tuesday nights, but uh, all I have to do is go to the the URL that's listed on there and it'll tell them when the next show is. So all right, uh, let's uh, let me start off first with uh, bringing uh, my uh, my partner in on this. Sam, uh, welcome to the show. Evening, Scout. I'm still. Uh, you haven't done it to me in a long, long time, but I, every time I hit the. The open the microphone button, I'm still, I'm waiting to hear the chainsaws or the
0: the light (laughs) artillery
1: or uh, the loading press, something. How are you doing this evening?
2: Fantastic, fantastic. I'm just kind of coming down off the weekend.
1: We had a really good
2: turnout for a shoot here in Alamo. Had 36 shooters first day. And uh, that's the kind of thing, gets your spirits back up where they need to be. uh, That is really great.
1: That is excellent. 36 shooters because uh, normally, correct me if I'm wrong, but normally for that range it's like 12 to
3: 18, isn't
1: it? Yes, it is.
0: Uh huh.
2: And uh, 36 is just fantastic. Topped our our, uh, best shoot before, which was 26. It's been the best shoot we've had here yet. Okay, well, uh, tell tell me what
1: you did different. Uh, Do you you know anything that ladies did different?
2: The only thing that that, uh, might have been different, two of our uh, ladies who have been shooting with us went out and spent a day putting flyers in some non-traditional places, a couple of grocery stores, beauty supply house, but uh, I I really think that our biggest gain came from uh, a gun show that was held uh, last November. Tyler Glock and Bluefeather were uh, working a gun show over in Las Cruces, and they happened to hit uh, some folks associated with a local Boy Scout troop, and that put some word out. And between that and uh, Gina and Appleseed Widow, uh, that drove it up.
1: Well, listen, I'm going to hit something that you just said, because I think it's very important, and that is, you said they put flyers up in non-traditional places now that may be something that uh, everybody uh involved with promotions wants to do because and there's why because if you're putting flyers and posters up in the places you think that they will work best and you're still getting uh the uh uh 25 to 30% uh turnout for your uh for your locations then I guess that tells you that these traditional places are probably not some of the best places. So let's uh let's make sure that folks are thinking about that by getting uh non traditional uh locations listed. And uh, just adding two people doing that seems like it turned out to be uh, really a great uh, a
3: boon to you. Uh, another
1: thing that that uh, happened
2: since our last shoot, uh Gina got on and built us a, a little Facebook page. And we started doing a little promotion through there, putting the word out, and uh we got a lot of interest that way too.
1: Well, that sounds really good uh and can you tell if people have been visiting the uh, Facebook page?
2: I don't know how to do that they They tell me that it's possible to count that somehow, but I don't know how i'm I'm kind of stuck in the solitaire and email mode with computers. I'm not real computer brilliant, uh, but if if we can find out, we will. I just haven't figured out how. But uh, right now we're we're starting to get wound up to do our April 19th shoot. Ain't been here much about April 19th, and we're already working to get that pin down, and that's our next goal here. And we've got a couple of shoots to build some interest for that over in uh, Carlsbad in February and Roswell in March. Uh, Another shoot in El Paso in two weeks. So I think that that will help uh, build the draw for April 19th.
1: Okay. Well, listen, for you guys, I don't know if you're at your computer, but uh, the uh, – i still uh I still seem to be having trouble with the chat opening now i uh, sent in a uh support ticket and I'll tell you what she says right here now some of this may be my problem here it says uh that uh the Internet Explorer program you know, that uh, most folks use for their browser, it can be a problem because of the way that it stores co- cookies. It also says that uh, security features may get in the way of it and uh, that Adobe has had another recent update. So I guess, uh, number one, uh, they're suggesting not to use Internet Explorer. They said uh, try and use the uh, Mozilla Firefox. And then make sure that you have the most recent Adobe Flash Player update. Uh, I have one from uh, two weeks ago, but I guess that there has been another one out since then. So make sure that uh, if you're trying to get on the chat that you uh, that you are using the uh, Firefox platform and that you have the most recent uh, Adobe Flash Player updates.
0: Uh,
1: I didn't uh, get this the support ticket message until just a while ago. I just came in cutting firewood, so I didn't have time to
0: download any.
2: You're breaking up just a little bit, Scout. You might not be in a strong phone signal area right now. That's what the folks in the chat are telling me. They said the phone is breaking up? Right, not getting a clear signal off your phone, so... You may be uh, in a bad bad signal
1: area for your phone there. Huh. Well, I'm right I'm one foot from the base. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can... Uh, see if a I little I can. choppy. All right, I switched, uh, I switched phones. I don't know if that will do any better or not. If you hear from anybody, just let me know. <laughs> anyway, the... Uh, And if you're using Internet Explorer as your browser, make sure that you hit uh, F5, that you open up the uh, the chat program and hit F5 F5, as soon as you open it up to try and clear out any stored cookies that may get in the way between you and the uh, and the chat. All right. So if it opens up for me, a little while I'll uh, I'll be able to see it. But right now I'm I'm not seeing it. But that's uh, that's been kind of normal for me. All right, let's uh, let's go over the the upcoming shoots. And uh, if you want to attend an Appleseed market and marketship event, first you need to know where they are and when they are. And the way you do that is you go to rwva.org. Rwva.org. That's the homepage for the Appleseed Project for the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. Go to rwva.org. You'll go to the home page. On the home page, there's a list of, there's a uh, a row of tabs across the top of the page, right underneath the April 19, 1775 banner. The second one from the left says Appleseed. You put your cursor on top of that Appleseed, you'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, the uh, first one on the list says Schedule. You click on that. And that will take you to the page that I'm uh, reading from. Now, when you get to that page, the first thing you'll see is a map of the United States. Now, if you want to find a listing of the events that are occurring in your state, put your cursor on that state and click on it, and it will give you the list of events that are occurring in your state. If you want to see what's going on all across the United States, then uh, there's a hot link there in the text that you can click on that will give you a a list of all states. <clears throat> all right. Now, on that list, you'll find the uh, events listed in alphabetical order by the cities on the weekends that they're occurring. So the January 22nd, 23rd weekend, which is the next upcoming weekend, it'll start off with uh, Augusta, uh Georgia, and then run all the way down to Pelham, going, going alphabetically. So you take a look at the the list of locations. You find the location that you would like to attend. And then you take a look at the hot link to the right of it. Now, once you've decided uh, on a location that you would like to go, go ahead and register for it. Go ahead and register right then and there. The time to do something. Is right there when you're you're looking at it, when you're ready to do it. Go ahead and get registered for the event. There's a couple of reasons for this. One of them is that these events will sell out. They'll sell out, and then uh, you'll try and get registered for it at the last minute, and there won't be any places left for you. Or you'll try and walk on. You'll just say, well, I can just walk on, and I'll get a place on the line. That may or may not be the case. All right? Not only that. But it helps us for you to pre-register. We're doing thousands of events this year. The only way we're going to know how much, uh, how many uh, instructors to send, uh, how much supplies we'll need to ship to the event, et cetera, are by looking at the pre-registration numbers. Now, we're as I said, we're doing thousands of events this year. That means we're going to have to sh- we're going to have to have uh, instructors. All over the United States, uh, making plans for airline flights, for driving, for hotels, for rental cars, et cetera, et cetera. And we need to know how many instructors we need to send to a particular event in order for you, these shooters, to have the best possible instructor to student ratio. The only way we're going to know is by looking at the pre registration numbers. We'll also need to know how much. Uh, uh, how many supplies we'll need to uh that we'll need to ship to those events and the only way we'll know uh, the only way we'll know for sure how much is by looking at the pre-registration numbers now we're going to be shipping thousands of packages across the United States this year <clears throat> so when you're ready to attend an event go ahead and pre-register for it there's two hot links there one says information and you take a look at that one and read it uh, before you register that'll give you the information for that specific event on that specific date it'll give you uh, directions to the event it will give you uh, any special rules any regulations it'll give you contact information for the folks there at the event the next link is the register link that takes you to our third-party software to eventbrite and that'll allow you to register there all right so please make sure that you pre-register for the events, now, let me take a quick look. Uh, I'm going to give you the pricing information again because I want to make sure that, people, that folks are getting this uh, right because uh, I announced it, uh, I would kept announcing it free even after it wasn't for some uh, of the categories. Now, it's still free for active duty guard and reserve, all right? Any of the military folks, active duty guard and reserve are free as well as law enforcement officers. Those folks are free. They still need to pre-register for the events, but those folks are still free. <clears throat> if you are not in any of the free categories, it's going to be $70 for the two full days of instruction. That's for pre-registering. Now, if you're just going to walk on, if you're not going to pre-register, you're going to walk on, then we're going to bump that up to 80 bucks for the weekend and $50 for a single day. All right. Normally, it's seventy bucks for the two days, or forty-five for a single day. But if you're just going to walk on, uh, it's going to get bumped up to eighty for two days, or uh, fifty for a single day. So, right off the bat, if you're going to go for the whole weekend, you're going to be uh, charging yourself an extra ten bucks for it. <clears throat> In addition to the, the fact of not uh, letting us know that you're going to be coming, <clears throat> all right, women. Women were free for a long time, and now for various reasons, uh, we've asked women to pay just a simple nominal fee of $10. Now, a lot of folks, uh, I believe a lot of folks were uh, were signing up for the shoots, but because it was free, they were ending up just not showing up because they weren't losing anything, uh Uh, we've added the ten dollar fee. Okay, now I'm back to it now. We've added a ten dollar fee for women. Listen, ten bucks. That's nothing. If you're really serious about coming, ten dollars is nothing. Okay? Ten dollars for a two day event that uh out there in the real world, if you tried to find the equivalent of it, it would run you between uh two hundred and fifty uh, and six hundred bucks. For the two days and it would not give you what you're going to get at this two-day event i'm telling you uh i've been to, to quite a few different types of uh, shooting events now of all of them this is my favorite one and i've stuck with this one and it's because it gives you the most it gives you the most that uh that you could possibly get in a two-day period. We're going to give you all the skills and techniques you will need, uh, no matter where your shooting career is going to take you. We'll give you all the skills and techniques you will need. These are the things that, as I said, if you didn't go to to the Appleseed event to to get them, you may pick them up somewhere. You may uh, eventually dig and scratch and uncover uh, these skills and techniques that we're going to uh that we're going to show you an appleteen event, but you're not going to get them all in one weekend and you're not going to run through them over and over until we're pretty sure that you have it nailed down you're just not, It's not going to happen because nobody offers it. Let me repeat that: there is not another class you can take like this anywhere in the United States. there may be one somewhere in the world I don't know, but there is not another one in the United States we're the only people that do it and we do it absolutely fantastic all right 10 bucks for women kids which are uh, children under 20 under the age of 21 $5 $5 that's it all right and i'm telling you that uh especially for the kids. For the kids, the
3: the shooting,
1: getting them uh, the skills and techniques early on, that they're going to get an apple seed, rifle marksmanship event, event are invaluable. But more than that, we have a very, very strong, a very well-polished safety program that we run at the same time, making sure that your children understand how to safely handle a firearm is vitally important. We're going to drill it into them over and over and over again through the course of the weekend. We're going to teach them the four safety rules. We're going to teach them the six criteria for a safe rifle. We're going to teach them uh, over and over how to handle their firearms in a safe manner. This is not something... Uh, that you can, uh, that they're going to learn on their own. This isn't something, and this isn't something that they cannot know, all right? This isn't something that that your children, uh, this is something they have to have, you know? Because if your kid walks into a room uh, with a firearm uh, and nobody's uh, around to tell them what to do or what not to do, this is already going to be embedded in their mind, all right the safety program that we teach is absolutely fantastic and it's great uh it's a great safety program for anyone and everyone so there you go all right you've got the law enforcement active duty guard, and reserve remain uh at no charge. women are ten dollars uh use under twenty one five dollars. Uh, if you don't fit into any of the categories, it's going to be seventy dollars for the two days of instruction, forty-five dollars for a single day. That's if you pre-register. If you walk on, we're going to bump that up to eighty dollars for a single day and fifty. I mean, eighty dollars for two days and fifty dollars for a single day. If you're a two-day participant, either free or paid, you will get a T-shirt along with it, T-shirt chamber flag, uh, and uh, uh, instructional materials as part of your weekend kit. All right, I can't hammer in enough what an absolutely fantastic program that is. This is because, as I said, we're going to give you the skills and techniques that you're going to be hard-pressed to find at any one location anywhere else. We're going to give you a rock solid foundation in safety, in the safe handling of a firearm, the four safety rules, the six criteria for a safe rifle. And on top of that, on top of all of that, we're going to talk to you about what it means to be an American. Listen, you don't become an American just because uh of a space filled in on a piece of paper. That'll make you a citizen a legal citizen, but that does not make you an American. You become an American when you understand that you have an obligation, you have a sacred obligation to ensure that you are safeguarding the rights, the freedoms, and the liberties that this nation affords you. All right? We're going to talk to you about that at an Appleseed rifle marksmanship event. <clears throat> All right. As soon as you decide to come to an event, get registered for it. You can find the events at rwva.org. When you register, the, the registration is going to end 24 hours prior to the event. I mean, you got to be registered by the Thursday uh, going into the weekend event, or you're not going to be pre-registered for it. You're going to have to uh, you're going to have to roll the dice and walk on. Now you can also uh uh mail in your uh registration. I don't have the uh I don't have the information for that sitting right in front of me, so I don't want to give out the wrong
0: uh, information
1: for it, but i will tell you about that on the home page. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Let's get to the events then. The upcoming events and there are quite a few of them across the nation. Beginning with this next weekend, the January 22nd, 23rd weekend begins in Augusta, Georgia, followed by Buckeye, Arizona, Gunnison, Colorado, Lewiston, Idaho, Mayaka City, Florida, Pelham, New Hampshire. That takes us to the January 29th and 30th weekend, which begins in Afton, Oklahoma, followed by Atlanta, Indiana, Atlanta, Texas, Bonnell, Florida, Calverton, New York, Castro Valley, California, Cloverdale, Indiana, Saturday, January the 29th, is a one-day event. Dulzura, California, January 29th and 30th. El Paso, Texas, Lebanon, Connecticut, Far, Texas, that's a new range that we're opening up here in Texas, I'll be there on the 29th and 30th. Rio Rancho, New Mexico, that ends the January 29th and 30th weekend and takes us to the February 5th and 6th weekend, which begins in Audubon, Pennsylvania, followed by Fresno, California, Harvard, Massachusetts, Hudson Falls, New York, Pensacola, Florida, Santa Barbara, California, Stinson, West Virginia, Waterman, Illinois. That takes us to the second weekend in February, the 12th and 13th, which begins in Annapolis, Maryland. Now, I believe that... uh, uh Hawk Haven has sent me a uh, a listing of the sold out events which include include that. I'm I'm checking the uh the email right here. Bubbly that includes the the sold out events. Yeah, that uh, event is sold out <clears throat> All right, uh, that weekend, February 12th and 13th, is also in Boulder City, Nevada. Carlsbad, New Mexico, Cloverdale, Indiana, Courtland, Lane, Idaho, Como, Mississippi, Eleanor, West Virginia, Eureka, Kansas. Saturday, February the 12th is a one-day event. Hernando County, Florida, Indi- Indianapolis, Indiana, Saturday, February 12th is also a one-day event. Kingman, Arizona, February 12th and 13th, followed by Sunland, California, Waco, Georgia. That takes us to the February 19th and 20th weekend, which begins in Bedford, Indiana, followed by Castro Valley, California, Columbiana, Alabama, Corona, California, Hastings, Nebraska, Lemoore, California, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, New Martinsville, West Virginia, Smyrna Beach, Florida. North Fayetteville, North Carolina, Peterborough, New Hampshire, Piru, California, Sacramento, California, St. Augustine, Florida, Saratoga, New York, Saturday, February the 19th, is a one-day event. Shreveport, Louisiana, February 19th and 20th. That takes us to the February 26th and 27th weekend, which begins in Bakersfield, California. Followed by Calverton, New York, Chaplin, Connecticut, Colebrook, Connecticut, Dublin, Georgia, Lapeer, Michigan, Lewiston, Idaho, Midland, Texas, Minot, North Dakota, February 26th and 27th is an indoor event. All right, so if you're looking to get out of the weather and you're in North Dakota, Minot, February 26th and 27th. Followed by Mayaca City, Florida. Racing Wisconsin, Ramsar, North Carolina, Sierra Vista, Arizona. i don't think that's to the end of February. <clears throat> All right. Once again, <clears throat> if you uh, if you want to make sure that you're going to have a place in the line, what you need to do go, to do is go to rwva.org, Look at the tabs across the top. Put your cursor on the Apple Seed tab and click on Schedule, and then follow the instructions from there. All right. <clears throat> uh, once again, I, I'm glad that uh, everybody has uh, is making the, the switch to Thursday. If there's any problems, any major problems, <clears throat> let me know. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to see how this goes. I'm hoping it will go well. We have uh, what I'd like to talk to about this evening, and the uh, the title of the show is "Lay Down Your Arms and Disperse." Now, if you're an apple feed instructor, I don't have to tell you where that comes from, all right? Because you know where that comes from. That is what Major Pitcairn is alleged to have yelled out to the men who had gathered together on Lexington Green. Lay down your arms and disperse, you rebels, you villains. Damn you, disperse. Why don't you disperse? And why did he say that? He said it because they were standing in formation on Lexington Green. Now, What made them rebels? What made them villains? What made them, uh, what required Pitcairn to be yelling at them, you damned rebels, you villains, lay down your arms and disperse? Were they doing anything uh, illegal? Were they in any way uh, threatening the British regulars? on their march to Concord that day? And the answer is no, they weren't. They were actually uh, uh, well within their rights to be doing what they were doing. They were having a legal assembly, and they were not threatening the British regulars. But in the minds of the British regulars, In the minds of the leadership, uh, they were participating in an illegal act. Now, there was nothing that said it was illegal, but because the, uh, we'll, we'll use the terms government, because the government did not want them to do it, it was perceived as an illegal act, as a threatening act. Now, Parker is said to have told the men not to do anything to molest the regulars as they pass by. And it's also alleged that he said, do not molest them unless they do you first. In other words, don't do anything to them unless they first do it to you. Now, they were under strict orders not to do anything to start any type of a conflict. He is also alleged to have said, when he was told that there weren't enough men to do anything, that of the over 100 men who were supposed to be there, at the time there were only, I believe, uh, 25 or 30 men when this uh, this conversation took place. But one of the men there said, what are we going to do? What can we do? We are too few. And Parker said, we're going to stay here. We're going to stand our ground. I'll shoot the first man that runs. He's also alleged to have said if they mean to have a war, let it start here. Now, different people will tell you different things about what was said or was not said there. It doesn't matter, because whether it was said or not doesn't matter, because it it didn't have to be said. It was unsaid. Even if it was unsaid, it was still understood by everyone. Now, the first thing is that they couldn't start any type of an altercation, right? Because if they did, they would be rebels. If you just started shooting, if the colonists started shooting at government forces, then they would be rebels. And uh, they would they would be breaking the law, and they would need to be uh, disciplined for that. But they didn't. Instead, they had someone telling them that because they were doing because they were doing something that the regulars didn't like that they were rebels that they were villains, and they should lay down their arms and disperse now once their protest had been noted uh it had obviously had been noted and drew the attention of the British regulars because they diverted part of the column and faced off with them there on the green. Once they had uh, accomplished their point of protest, Parker did tell his men to disperse. He didn't tell them to lay down their arms, because once again, they were not doing anything illegal. He didn't tell the men to disperse, I mean to lay down their arms, and they didn't. But he did tell them to disperse, and they were in the middle of doing so, when the shot rang out and the and the firing began <clears throat> so what does this mean to you now for one thing you can look back through the the events that occurred on April 19th and that were occurring uh throughout the history leading up to this date you can lead you can you can look directly back and you can see why we have Many things in our Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, that we have. Why we have the right to peaceably assemble. Why there is a, uh, why there is protection against unlawful search and seizure. Why there is protection against quartering troops in the homes of private citizens. When they did all this all of this was fresh in their minds. they had the right to peaceably assemble. Now, there were rules that were outlawing uh formal meetings at the time. England had issued orders that they were not to have meetings uh, <clears throat> which were commonly disobeyed but this uh, this was never they never even asked if this was a meeting. They simply went straight into ordering them to disperse in a in a warlike fashion. Now you have these rights. You have these rights today because of what happened on april nineteenth, seventeen seventy five. You have the rights that you have now, because on that date the American the colonist began a civil war a war of revolution uh eight long and bloody years that ended up with the colonists winning their independence from England now the, the reasons for the the American Revolution are uh, are many okay They're, and you'll have uh you have different folks telling you uh, you have as many uh different explanations for it as folks have opinions. Everybody has the opinions on
0: on why
1: it happened. Uh and with the most common being no taxation uh without representation, etc etc. The reality of it is that it was time i've read uh, i've read extensively on this time period and uh, as a matter of fact i just got through uh, reading a book specifically on this and i'll tell you that if you want a reason for the american revolution the reason is that it was time it was time for it to happen
2: uh
1: if you look at the show page for the radio show, there is, uh, uh, Blog Talk has some kind of a deal with, uh, with Amazon, which allows me to, uh, to put up books, on the show page, that are offered by Amazon, so what I do is, uh, when I'm, uh, when I'm writing up the show page, when I'm uh, getting the show ready, is I'll select, uh, and they allow me to put up three books, I'll select uh, three of the books that I have uh, recently read, uh, or I may not have recently read them, I may have read them uh, uh, years ago, but I'll put up three books on on almost every one of the show pages, unless there's there's some kind of a glitch with the show or something, I'll put them up there. Now, these aren't books that... uh, uh, that I just looked and saw the cover of, and I thought that they looked kind of neat. These are books that, uh, in ninety-six uh, percent uh, of the, the cases that I've already read, and that I feel are worthwhile books uh, to recommend. So I do that. Uh, uh, I do that usually every week. I'll put up three books that uh, I can recommend for you. Now I'm not going to say they're all. Uh, they're all fast-paced thrillers. Uh, many of them are going to be uh, mainly just historical books with facts, and some of them, uh, some of them, you'll have to get a running start if you're going to if you're going to make it through it. <clears throat> but I think that they're all worthwhile books. And one of the ones that I read recently uh, spoke about the reasons for the separation of the colonies and England. And uh, and as far back as uh, as 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 when they first began coming to the uh, Americas to settle, the understanding by many people or the realization by several people was that eventually there was going to be a break, <clears throat> and that is what happened in America. When you have a kid. And that kid uh, uh, is 19 or 20 years old. You can't keep telling the kid what to do. I mean, you can. Uh, you can say, you're going to do what, what I say for you to do as long as you live in this house. And they'll say, fine, I'm not living in the house anymore then. That's just the way it works. And it doesn't. it doesn't start there. I mean, it starts early on. When you've got a kid and that kid uh when that kid gets to be two years old and they put on a pair of shoes and you reach down to tie their shoes at some point right around the two year old age they're gonna they're gonna brush your hand away and say, "I'll do it, I'll do it, let me do it that's the way the human spirit is I'll do it, let me do it." Once the colonies could do for themselves, the next logical thing is that they're going to be weaned. You cannot suckle at your mother's breast forever. At some point, you're going to be weaned, and that is what's happened with the colonies. You can put as many many different reasons as you think will fit on there for why there was a separation. But in the end, it's all going to boil down to it was time. Look around the world today. How many countries uh, have colonies? And there's no laws against it. There's no international law saying you cannot have a colony. Uh, There may be. There may be some uh, technical United Nations uh, bulletin or something. Who knows? But uh, the real the the real story is is whenever uh, whenever the colonies, whenever they have matured. And they no longer need uh the parent, then it's time for them to be on their own, and that's what's happened with the americas mm-hmm. now I encourage you to to look at the book list uh that I put up there like i said the the books that uh the books that I recommend. Are usually pretty decent ones, and I'm lucky. and And let me let me at the same time say that I really encourage you to not stop with your reading program. Not don't stop with David Hackett Fisher's Paul Revere's Ride, okay? Because you're doing yourself a, a disservice if you do. Continue your reading. Uh, in this time period in American history. I mean, you should be reading about everything, but continue your, t- your reading with this time period in American history. Read as much as you can. I'm lucky in that uh, uh, my wife and I decided, you know, a long time ago that we were really going to push reading. That's why we, we read to the kids forever. And, and now they have a love of books, and we go to the library uh, every two weeks, and... Uh, when they check out, we, we usually walk out with about between 70 and 80 books because the uh, the library allows 10 books, I believe 10 books for a kid. And then while they're there, I usually don't go, but while they're there, my wife will get me three to four books. And uh, so it, it works out great, and I've got benefits in two ways. One is that I don't have to go to the library and look for books. And two... Since I'm not there at the library picking out the books, I don't really uh, have a lot of say over what books get picked out. So she ends up picking out books that she thinks are, uh, you know, are, that are worthwhile. That means that I end up a lot of times reading books that I probably wouldn't have checked out myself, and uh, and that uh, that has worked out really good. I mean, I've uh, I've managed to read quite a bit. Uh, on all different facets of that time period in America, which has led me to a much greater understanding of of what was going on in the hearts and minds uh, of the men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775. What led up to them being there, and what led them to make the decisions that they made, because it was a very important decision that they made and <clears throat> as i said the the reason was that it was time that they that the nations separated but i'll also tell you this is that uh and you remember that uh, when dr fisher came on the program quite a while back uh we talked about a, a lot of different things and I don't know that we talked about it on the radio show that night, but we talked it but he and I had talked about this uh in one of our discussions is that a lot of people don't don't uh don't talk about it or they don't uh they don't think about it but before usually something before something major happens between uh, two people up to two countries. It usually and very seldom anyway ever happens unexpectedly uh and you can see this uh, down on the individual or on a personal level uh in the example of the of two kids uh deciding to fight at school uh normally, you don't have a spontaneous event now you may now you may have it now, I don't know uh but what you did have. Was uh, maybe something happening? Maybe one said something to the other they didn't like, and then somebody said something back, and maybe there was a pushing match, maybe. And then, uh, and then it was just it became a discussion uh, for everybody at the school. So and so is going to do such and such. Do you think they're going to fight? Do you think they're going to fight? I don't know. I think they're going to fight. And they would talk about it, and they would talk about it until, at a certain point, it was no longer. Do you think they'll fight? It became a an inevitability. That means that you knew it was going to happen. You didn't know exactly when, but you knew what was going to happen. Not only did the people uh, talking about it knew, but the two individuals knew it was going to happen. And it just became a, a done deal. The same thing happens with, with nations. When the conflict on April 19, 1775... When it came to that day, to that flashpoint, it was not a surprise uh, to most people. It had already been decided uh, at some point, it had been decided that they should perhaps prepare for this. Then it became uh, decided that this was going to be an eventuality. They didn't want it to happen, but it was going to be an eventuality. The same thing happened with the... uh, with the governing body that were governing the colonies and that were managing the colonies from England, they knew that it was in a, that it was destined to happen. So it was no longer if it was going to happen. It already, at some point, they had crossed the line and had been decided that it was going to happen. There was going to be uh, some type of confrontation. That is why that all the planning uh, went in on the side of the colonists. That's why there was so much planning done. That's why whenever whenever the fighting started on April 19th, 1775, that's why there was such a great uh, turnout for it. 22,000 men under arms in just a few hours. Like I said, this wasn't a surprise. This wasn't something that nobody knew was going to happen this was something that most people had come to terms with, and had decided that it was an inevitability. It was going to happen, and it did. <coughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, I want to make sure that okay, we've got uh, we've got Sam's. I don't know if the phone line dumped you, Sam, but. Uh, Looks like your microphone was off, now it's back on. We're gonna take another call or two now. If you guys have anything that you'd like to uh if you'd like to discuss or if you'd like to jump in and weigh on in on this, then uh, we'd love to have your calls. You can uh, call in at three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero and uh my uh my chat page opened up. So if you have anything that uh, you would like for me to get on the air, then you are well, you're welcome to, uh, to put it out in the chat, and uh, I will take a look at it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, as I said, the number is 347-308-8790. I noticed there were several callers earlier uh, that I don't know if you got dumped uh, by the switchboard or what, but you're welcome to call back in. Uh, Sam, you're back. And, uh, I'm back. And we'll also uh, take uh, area code three zero four eight eight nine. You're on the air. Welcome to the show. Area code three zero four eight eight nine. You're on the air. And of course, if I call out your your number, you don't want to talk. Don't you don't have to hang up. I'm not going to keep on dogging you. I'm just giving you the opportunity. If you call in, I just want to give you the opportunity. Uh, to see what's on your mind. <clears throat> and if you'd like to call in and uh, add to this to the conversation that we're having right now, you're welcome to, 347-308-8790.
0: <clears throat>
1: All right. <clears throat> now, continuing on, or, or Sam, let me ask Go you, because yeah. like I said, I just, I just turned your – I just turned your mic back on. Jump right in. What do you have? You got any uh, anything that you would like to uh, say or add? Well, when you were talking about
2: if time had come, you know, with all of the abuses and everything, we all heard the catchy slogans about uh, no taxation without representation. And I go back to... And Levi Preston Every time I go back to Levi Preston We'd always Ruled ourselves names we shouldn't And it really gets to be That simple
1: Right, that's exactly it It was time The colonists had uh, They had always ruled themselves And this was set up Inadvertently uh, By their charters They'd been given charters, royal charters uh, When each of the uh each of the companies came to set up they actually had charters which were de facto constitutions that they were already living by they were ruling themselves by the time the uh american revolutionary war began they were already they had already governed themselves for well over 100 years they had three and four generations uh five generations of uh american colonists folks that uh they had never been to England had never set foot there had grown up in the Americas <clears throat> so uh, as, as we were saying the uh, you can say whatever you want they no taxation without representation the taxes were actually very minimal very tiny but they felt that there was no reason for even a tiny tax because they were self-governing they were self-ruling
0: Uh, you
2: know they they had ruled themselves for so long. The king appointed governors, but the colonists paid their wages. The colonists uh, paid the, the the legislature. The colonists paid the judges' wages, and when the king took that away, when the king started paying it on himself. Unlike most folks who would say, "Hey, our taxes are lower," they realized very quickly that because they weren't paying the bill, they had no control, and the man paying the bill has got the control.
1: Exactly, and the uh, excuse me, I've been cutting, I've been cutting wood. For the last couple of hours, and then, uh, and it we actually had a cold front come in today, and uh, it didn't get that cold twenty six degrees or so. But if you work out in the cold all day, and, and then you come into the uh, you know what into the, the 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 heated house, and uh, I'm dried out. <clears throat> uh, all right, so. The point that I'm getting at is, as I said earlier, the folks who were gathered on Lexington Green were doing nothing wrong. They were doing nothing illegal. But they are being damned for it uh, just as much as uh, as if they had been. Now, the the colonists governing themselves... Uh, and that coming to uh that coming to independence was pretty much a decent thing but if you look at us now we're heading back in almost the opposite direction instead of us uh uh instead of the people governing themselves we're we're delegating that we're giving that uh, away uh, every single day To the government We're asking the government To be our nanny We're asking them to take care of us From cradle to grave Do everything for us Make all the decisions for us We're asking our Representatives Our congressmen, our senators Our president To make all of the decisions for us And it was never meant To be that way We were meant to govern ourselves. Now, this is something that we try and get across to you on a appleseed rifle marksmanship weekend, and that is that You cannot delegate the responsibility for safeguarding your freedoms and liberties to anyone. You can't delegate it to your president, your senators, your congressman. I, I I'm, I'm sure I don't have to tell you that, right? I don't have to tell you that because they don't always make the right decisions. You can't you can't give the responsibility for your personal freedoms to someone else and say you decide on how much freedom I should have, okay? I I trust you'll do the right thing. I know I don't know you. I have no idea who you are or what you think or anything else, but I'm sure you'll make the right decision. Even though you don't know my situation or my needs or my wants, I'm sure you will still make the right decision, right? Doesn't that sound idiotic? Well, it should because it is. You have to take the responsibility yourself. You have to make sure that you are completely involved in this, that you're making sure that the people that uh, are representing you have the ability to represent you and the ability to represent you comes from knowing what your needs are from making sure that you are communicating these needs to the people who are representing you that means you have to actively get involved uh, in speaking to your congressmen your senators uh, you're probably never going to speak to the president but if you can you should they need to know Uh, what their job is and the only way they're going to know is if you tell them what their job is because the way the trend that is developing is the exact uh, it's the exact wrong direction Uh, representatives uh, are beginning to believe that they are the new royalty and that they can make the decisions best on what they think is best for you not what is best or what you've said is best but what they think is best for you You should come to them on a bended knee and beg a boon of them. And then they will determine whether or not you deserve this boon uh, based on their own personal opinions. And that's not the way it's supposed to go. Your elected representatives are supposed to be doing your bidding. They're there because you put them there uh, to represent your will in the running of this nation you have to make sure that you're involved in this folks every time something happens like the uh, the last the latest events out in Arizona the knee jerk reaction is for folks to whip up some type of a law to make it look like they're working to make it look like they're doing something to make it look like they care that they that they're doing the best that they can you need to make sure that they understand what they are supposed to do And I'm not going to try and tell you, uh, Apple Seed doesn't tell you what you should think or what you should uh, believe or how you should vote. We have no politics. We have no ideology. We do no training. And as much as training infers uh, giving you something that you'll use at a later date, what we do is tell you that you have a responsibility to vote, that you have a responsibility to ensure that your uh, representatives know what your will is. This isn't something that you can delegate, folks. You can't do it. You have to let your representatives know what your needs are, what your wants are, how you feel they should make decisions with your input. <clears throat> uh and i've heard a lot of uh uh a lot of different stuff that uh that folks are coming up with after the events out in arizona i've even heard from some confer- conservative folks talking about uh uh that they think that uh, folks should have a a psychological exam before they are uh given the right to purchase a firearm, all right, before the government gives them the right to purchase a firearm. Uh, we won't even go into the backward thinking that begins this premise, uh, that uh, that you should do something before the government gives you the right. But I will say this. <clears throat> I called the show, and uh, I told them that I was a licensed psychologist, and I was ready to make my determinations on the the two uh uh talk show hosts right then and there, and that it was my personal opinion that they would not that they were not mentally fit because of uh of what I had heard them saying that they were not mentally fit to own or purchase a firearm, and they would have to turn in all the all the ones that they had right then and there furthermore in my personal opinion which is what psychology is that uh, I didn't think that they should be able to have children or be responsible for children so they should if they had any children they had they would need to turn in uh, to the government at that time also furthermore after listening to them speak it was my opinion that they probably would not make good on any uh, loans that they had outstanding or any that they were applying for do you see where i'm going with this You've got to be careful in what you say or what you think, in how you think about these things. And you don't want to rush to, uh, and you don't want your representatives to rush to knee-jerk what they would consider solutions to these things. And how are they going to know? uh, How are they going to know what they should be doing without you letting them know? I mean, you're just going to have to roll the dice. If you don't let them know what your needs are, uh, what your what your will is, you're just going to have to roll the dice and hope that they make uh, the right decision. All right, let's take another caller.
0: Uh,
1: area code eight three zero two one four. You're on the air. Yes. Hey, Scout. This is Tommy Newton. Hey Tommy, how you doing?
4: I'm out here covering my garden. It's going to freeze tonight.
1: Now, who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to get down uh, get down below freezing.
0: Uh It's supposed
1: to get down below freezing tonight. That's why I said I've I'd, I'd been out uh stocking up on wood just this one night for here. I don't know what uh what you're uh Forecast is I know that they have us set for twenty seven we usually don't get uh anywhere near the the lows that they get. What do you have in your garden right now? what's up?'ve yeah, uh well, well, I've
4: got a lot, but can't exactly tell you what it is right now, <laughs> <laughs> but you do have a winter garden planted, oh yeah, we've got a nice one here uh. But my wife takes care of it so i can't uh, i eat it but i can't really tell you what it is
1: <laughs> and i know that you have chickens because uh because i benefit from that uh i get uh, fresh eggs every time tommy shows up here in devilla and uh, i'm certainly grateful for that because these are uh, these are fresh uh, uh home range uh chickens and uh, and the eggs on those chickens are absolutely Delicious Well what do you got uh, What do you have Mr. Newton
4: Oh I, I just called in now Scout uh, They say press one uh, If you want to talk And I never press one but uh, You keep asking me to talk So I, I say something
1: Well that's what I, I want I'm, to hear I'm just listening Well uh, <clears throat> For those of you that uh uh, I don't think we mentioned this before but uh uh we have uh, we had a instructor weekend this last weekend here in Texas. We had a really great turnout for it. Uh I believe we had uh, well over 30 folks uh, instructors that turned up uh for the weekend. And uh, what we did is it wasn't uh we didn't have an apple seed weekend. This was kind of a uh, we set this up as kind of a, uh, a perk, as a, uh, be- benefit for the, the instructors who have been working so hard this last year in Texas. What we did is we had, uh, we hired a, uh, uh an instructor to come down and, uh, and teach a, uh, self-defense, uh, pistol class. Now, before everybody starts uh, freaking out, this wasn't any kind of uh, of uh, military training or anything else. This was simply the same uh, self-defense pistol class that you can get uh, from any NRA uh, certified uh, uh, type situation. And we did that so that the instructors would have a, a good uh, basic knowledge. Of self-defense shooting with pistols, and this was mainly geared for uh, for folks uh, for their in their personal life who uh, who are de- who have decided to carry a pistol, and it talked about uh, the uh, the legalities of it of uh, uh, of different situations you could find yourself in in a in a regular you know self-defense situations going to the store in your car in your home etc and uh, we had a class all day saturday for that including uh, low light shooting uh at night and once again let me say this had this was not an apple seed it was not any type of uh military training it was simply uh a regular defensive pistol course and then on uh Sunday we had the same thing for carbines. We had defensive carbine uh class and uh and true to apple seed standards uh situations, both days were done in the, the pouring freezing rain. And uh, I'm telling you we got uh, about as soaked and as cold as you could as you could imagine. <clears throat> and the the uh, defensive carving class was the same as the uh the defensive pistol class as far as uh, no military stuff whatsoever we're just talking about uh situations uh and mainly concerned uh, being in your home and using your uh your rifle in self-defense situations uh and uh, it also discussed uh, the legalities of it and uh and the theories and stuff behind it, and it was presented from the uh, from the viewpoint of uh, both classes were of of what to do uh, in certain situations. And uh, say you came to say you drive up to your house and you see the front door uh, broken down, uh, and you you believe that somebody's been in you somebody's inside. Uh, what do you do? And the answer is. You get out of there and you call the police. All right? That's their job. That's what they're trained to do. Uh, if you're in your home and you wake up and you feel somebody's in the home with you, what do you do? Well, if at all possible, you get you open the window and you get out of the house. <clears throat> That's what you're supposed to do. Now, if you can't, if you absolutely can't for some reason, if your kids are down the hallway from you, et cetera, then... This, then the the instruction started up there, which, which is what is the best thing you can do? What is the safest thing you can do? And that went on until about uh, lunchtime, and then we had uh, the emergency room doctors from several of the uh, the leading hospitals in the states uh, gave us about a three uh, three hour, or maybe was longer than that class on uh, emergency medical treatment how to treat somebody for uh, anything from heart attack and uh, stroke, heat stroke, et cetera, all the way to uh, the different types of gunshot wounds and trauma. So this was done to uh, to give the uh, all of the folks, uh, all of the instructors a better understanding uh, of the medical uh, things that they might face and how to deal with them. <clears throat> and... Uh, and then to give folks uh, uh, another chance to to, learn, to have more instruction uh, and different things that, uh, that the Appleseed Project doesn't teach because we don't teach any type of uh, defensive shooting or any type of offensive or aggressive, anything like that. The Appleseed Project, as I said before, is a nationwide grassroots program, all volunteer, that teaches the – uh, absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States. And we just, that's all we do. We teach you the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship, and we teach you about uh, April nineteenth,
0: 1775.
1: <clears throat> but at the same time, we always encourage uh, our instructors and any folks that come to Appleseed to continue their learning, to continue learning, to continue uh, uh, to get more instruction in all ways possible, and uh, I think we had an absolutely uh, great weekend this weekend. Tommy, what do you think? Uh, Tommy's, uh, let me get you back on. They uh, they took your mic off. Okay, Tommy, you're back on. Go ahead. Okay.
4: Uh, yeah, I had a great time, Scout. It was uh, it was really wet the whole weekend, but I came prepared and stayed dry. And fairly warm,
1: so I got a lot out of it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was wet. I'm telling you, it was wet. We uh, we were standing in the pouring rain, and uh, we were standing, uh, uh, well, both days. We were standing in, uh, in ankle-deep water, and I, as I said before, the rain was ice cold, so <coughs> so it was thrilling. <laughs> all right, let me take uh let me get another call on the
0: line.
1: <clears throat> Area code five eight oh two seven eight, you're on the air? Oh, all right. Not anymore, you're not, I guess you you left. Let me let me try this. Area code uh three zero four eight eight nine, you're on the air?
3: Uh, WVMM Falcon on the, on the forum.
1: Run that by me again now? Uh,
3: I'm WVMM Falcon on
1: the forum. Oh, okay. Where are you at? I'm
3: West Virginia. West Virginia.
1: All right. Have yeah. you called in before?
3: Yeah, I, I called last week. I accidentally called last week. And, uh, it was, <laughs> and you kind of took me all off guard and I, so it I got all the <laughs> <Let me know. laughs> Anyways, well, welcome uh,
1: welcome to the show.
3: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um we've got a group here called uh, uh uh West Virginia Citizens Defense League and they're all about uh uh you know, handguns and uh self defense and second amendment. And uh so uh, you know, the things that they do dovetail right in with Appleseed, and uh, I intend to in in the near future to uh, take some of the classes from them. Well,
0: we
1: certainly encourage that. Now, as I said, we don't Appleseed doesn't teach that, doesn't get involved with that. <clears throat> but at the same time, uh, I'm I'm always going to tell uh, I, I'm going to tell everyone that your your education, your instruction in the uh, in the shooting sport does not end with Appleseed. I mean, you should be getting... Uh, now, I will tell you this, though, is that you should come to an Appleseed. You should uh, go through the event. You should uh, get yourself to shoot to Rifleman standards. And then you should look inside yourself and decide whether or not it is for you. Because if it is you should become an instructor. You should pass this on. That's what we call the seventh step to firing the shot. That is passing on the information that you've received, passing on the skills and techniques that you've received. <clears throat> and at the same time, you should continue your learning in sh- in all disciplines of shooting. You should experience everything. So uh, I highly encourage folks to do that.
0: You should-
3: there was a, uh, a question, this is kind of off the wall maybe, but I wanted to ask you sometime. Um, what happens if someone comes to the range and they want to shoot a pistol?
1: They come to an apple with event and they want to shoot a pistol? Yes. <laughs> well, that, that's not uh. going to happen. Uh, the uh, apple seed policy is really clear on this, and that is that... Uh, there's no, there are no pistols allowed on the firing line in any, any condition—not concealed, not on their body. Uh-huh. Uh, so any pistols are going to be uh, left in the vehicle, locked in the vehicle, and uh, because we deal solely with uh, rifle instruction, so if they want to come to an apple, if they want to come to an apple seed event, they're going to have to uh, shoot a long gun, and then. Uh, the best thing to do is uh is something like you just mentioned is get involved with a uh with a pistol organization and then direct them to that organization and get them first to come through apple Teed, uh, and then get them to uh, direct them toward that uh, toward that pistol organization and you as a member of that pistol organization should be recruiting heavily from those ranks you should be uh letting them know that uh that they're pistols. That uh, having instruction in the in pistol uh, shooting is good, but that uh, that you encourage them to make sure that they're well r- rounded and that they get instruction in rifle marksmanship also.
3: Yes, I can understand that. Um, but uh, yeah, we- I've I've been involved with uh, people who are um, long range target shooters and uh there's uh have you ever heard of the Creedmoor position uh,
1: yes uh-huh
3: well that's uh yeah, we don't
1: you don't we don't teach that one
3: though <laughs> right right well, because uh we don't teach handgun, but that would basically be a uh a prone position
0: right but we
1: don't uh, we don't deal with any any pistol uh any type of pistols whatsoever, but as I said, we do encourage folks to uh, to have a well-rounded uh, firearms uh, instruction and knowledge. So, did you uh, do you have any comments about the about the events be- at the beginning of the nation or? Uh, Any comments about uh, What about your local representatives Are you fairly familiar with them
3: No that's something I'm lagging behind on Um, And it's
1: something that uh, That I'm sure that they'll Tell you if you get involved with the 2A Organizations it's something that They're really going to push because that's The way we get things done in this nation As far as uh, laws And uh, uh, And rights etc is to make Sure that we have a a very healthy uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just drawing a blank. A very healthy uh, uh, operating uh, relationship with our representatives and uh, and making sure that they, they know our needs and uh, they know what they're supposed to be doing to represent us. Uh, and that's one of the that's one of the, the things that we really stress in the program is making sure that the folks uh are involved in this.
3: Yes. I understand that. I help uh you know I, I do as much as I can with that, but um actually I just I don't do as much uh contacting my representatives. I'm uh, actually I'm uh, working on the other end uh, as trying to be a representative uh, and I spent right. I spent so much time doing that that I, I uh, really I end up uh, without a whole lot of time left over and I think I get, that's not really a good excuse and we should we should never use that but uh, I use that once in a while <laughs>
1: uh, well well, that's, that is – that is. we always encourage that, and that is getting involved uh, yourself, getting involved yourself. And the way to do that, of course, is to get involved on the ground level. And when you get involved in your uh, working with your representatives, et cetera, you have to make sure that you're doing so uh, at the ground level, that you're first getting involved with uh, – if theres somebody if we got somebody working on something or shoveling or building something here on the line uh, you've gotta make sure that uh that you're getting involved at the ground level, and that is uh starting off with your local uh like school board elections, your local county elections, your local city elections, and getting started right there, either you're getting either yourself or getting involved in the uh, the primaries and the voting for of uh, the local uh, elected representatives and individuals, and then working your way up from there, because everything starts locally. All of the laws, all of the regulations, et cetera, all start locally, and, uh, and that's where you have to first plug yourself into. And a lot of people uh, are a little bit resistive, uh, or they don't know uh, how to get started or or what to do, or or where to start. <clears throat> get uh, on your get on your computer, and uh, and you can get, get in the phone book. It's right there in the phone book too. Get in the get on your phone book or on your computer. Look up your local representatives, and give them a call. Now you're not going to talk to them probably. Uh, it, well, you may talk to them until you get up to like the state level, uh, but you'll talk to one of their staff members and just let them know uh what your what your needs are what your wishes are et cetera. or if you have questions about how your representative is voting you can add, you can just ask the staff members and they'll know but get used to calling them and uh and developing a relationship with them uh and the way you do that is by calling them calling uh, and talking to the staff member in a polite way and communicating your needs your wishes your will uh in a very clear way. If you need to jot some notes down. Uh I would like my representative, Mr. or Miss So and so, uh, to understand that I vote I would like for them to vote uh yes no on a particular issue. Uh and they'll make a record of it and they'll communicate your call to the representative. <clears throat> and I've told you guys before that uh, you think that your one voice isn't doing anything because uh, you think that uh, it's just I'm just one person. What are they going to care? Uh, that's the absolute wrong tack to take with uh, with this because the answer or the truth is actually the exact opposite. Because Americans have become so apathetic uh, about. Uh, communicating their needs or their will to the, their representatives, your one call is actually representative of a much larger percentage of the persons uh, who you're speaking to, of their constituents, because they know that only one in uh, 500 is going to call, one in 5,000, et cetera. So whenever you call, you get those other numbers placed on your back. Your one call is now 100, 500. 5,000, 10,000 people that you're representing. So don't ever think that your one call uh, isn't going to mean anything. Now, I'm not saying that your one call is going to make somebody vote one way or the other. I'm just saying that your one call is much more important than you understand. Your one letter that you write, your one postcard, is much more important than you give it credit for. So make sure that you're calling them. I call the uh, the representatives and I talk to the staff members and I I've even gotten several uh letters back now from uh from the folks. I've got a, a stack of letters from uh, Kay K Bailey Hutchinson uh thanking me for my support. Uh <laughs> even though at times uh the things I had to say were not uh, uh were not things I'm sure she would like to have heard. Uh, they still wrote back uh, very nice letters thanking me, but uh, but that is the type of thing that you have to get involved in. I mean, that's a way that you have to uh, you have to teach yourself to start doing that. Now, let's grab another caller here. Area code five zero five. You're on the air. Five zero five nine eight six. You're on the air. Hello. Like I said, if I if I call your number out, don't you don't feel like you got to hang up or anything. Because if you if you don't talk, I'll just mute the mic again. But uh, Hello? if Hello? you want to talk, you're welcome to. Yeah. Who's this?
5: Hi, this is Warren in Santa Fe.
1: Warren, welcome to the show.
5: Uh, hi. I attended a uh, apple seed last week, my fourth one, and I'm still a cook.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> is this the one in Alamogordo? Yes, it was. Well, great. I don't know if you were listening to the show earlier, but Sam was talking about it. He said you guys had a great shoot. Um, Yeah, I just uploaded all the pictures
5: and sent them to him and uh, had a great time with it. Uh, learned something every time, and, uh, you know, I'm not giving up, and neither is Shorty, my uh, assistant and wife there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with the amount of effort that, uh, I mean, like your show every week uh, to come up with something and, uh and extemporaneously talk like you do, um, it really impresses me. And, and of course, all the instructors and stuff from Appleseed, too, uh, that I've met
1: throughout the state here. Well, thank you, sir. I'm not going to talk for everybody else, but I will say that uh, I was looking at the numbers today, and uh, it looks like I've run uh, my – with show prep and the show, it looks like I've run – I'm running right under 600 hours that I've devoted in the last two years uh to the show. Now a lot of times on the show, uh I don't have a uh uh I not certainly don't have a script or anything. A lot of times I'm just uh I'm just talking about the current events or recent stuff uh like that. <clears throat> but let me real quickly say too that uh, anytime you guys, uh, any of you listeners have something that you would like to hear about, if you want me to track if you want me to track down some guests and get them on the show. Uh, I'll be glad to do that. And because of the fact that we that we have such a good track record, and that we do have so that we do have uh, a high number of listeners, that uh, that there's not a there's not really a top end limit to who I can get now. If you guys have somebody that you want to hear on the program, all you have to do is uh, email me Scout at use dot net. You can find that also on my uh, my personal profile on the forum, or you can PM me uh, about who you'd like to hear from. And uh, I'll get on the phone, and, uh, and I'll do whatever's necessary to, to drag them down. Uh, Sam, you remember Warren? Oh, yes. Warren about a shot together many times.
2: And he's a lot more involved in the program than what you think.
1: Well, he said he just he uploaded... Some pictures from the last event Which uh, uh, as soon as I close down the show I'm going to go take a look at Well we appreciate uh, Everybody appreciates What you're saying Warren And we appreciate you Because uh, whether you realize it or not You know you took a uh, You took a big step Larger Than what most Americans make And I tell the folks this on Saturday mornings You know when you show up to an event to an Appleseed marketing event uh, on Saturday and Sunday, you're already taking. Uh, you've already separated yourself from about ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the rest of your fellow Americans. All right, you've already you've already made yourself special in that fashion because uh, the majority of your uh, your fellow Americans on Saturday mornings, uh, I'm not going to say they're all lazy. Uh, but a good a good number of them are a lot of them if they're out of bed uh have already just uh have just moved over to the couch with the remote and they're clicking on that remote looking for a uh looking for one of those 30 minute sitcoms because in a 30 minute sitcom you can have uh a happy cast of characters who get uh, some type of situation some type of dramatic situation introduced, some kind of complication introduced to them. And in that 30 minutes, they will resolve it. And by the end of it, they will once again be happy and everything will be good in the world. So uh, it's very easy for them to do that. And it's very easy for most people to do that and to live your life in that fashion, to live your life in a 30-minute sitcom fashion. That's uh, making sure that you never get too deeply involved in anything. That you never ask too many questions. That you never make any real commitments to anything, so that you can uh, sit back at the end of the thirty minutes and feel uh, in a happy way that you've resolved everything and that life is good again. And that's not the way it always works. All right. So you've already separated yourself from most of those folks. You've shown up at a rifle marksmanship event. You've come there. Uh, for many reasons, but uh, I'm sure that you probably came because you decided that uh, you wanted to improve your rifle marksmanship. What brought you to the event, uh, Warren? Well, you know, I started
5: out uh, getting parts for uh, my Springfield M1A uh, at Fred's, and I read uh, of the Appleseed part um, in there, and I said, well, gee, you know, I'd like to shoot this rifle as good as I possibly can, and um, uh, I... I looked up an apple seed um traveled down to las Cruces and uh did my first one down there and said wow this is great and of course looked more into the organization and everything and um like as as i kind of believe you know myself that um i've been a civilian all my life so i owe this country even more um than somebody who's been in the service. I mean, like as far as I'm concerned, anybody who did that for four years, eight years, twenty years, or twenty-five, uh, you know, shouldn't have to do anything. But I, I, I'm impressed by how many people <clears throat> from the service continue their volunteer service uh, after their uh, discharges. And um, whether you do ambulance, fire, um, I did Boy Scouts for twelve years while my kids were involved, and then. Um, Continued for a year or two after to train the next guy, and uh, And then I said, "Wow, you know, Appleseed kind of looks like uh, the same sort of a uh, a possibility of uh, giving back to the country. So, if somebody could do something for Appleseed, you know, um, here, there, um, you know, whether it's uh, it, the guys that uh, instruct." Um, or donate little pieces here. I mean, you know, if somebody wins the lottery and they want to donate some, uh, a couple million dollars to Apple Seed, I'm sure it would go to, to a good cause there.
1: We'll take it. And listen, <laughs> you brought up a very important point, and that is that nobody gets a free ride. Nobody gets a free ride. That's not how this country was designed, and that's certainly not where your obligations are. And even the service members. You know, I've mentioned several times before that uh, uh, that I thought uh, I thought that because I'd been in the service, I served six years. When I got out, I thought, "Well, that's it. You know, I did uh, my part. I put myself in harm's way for six years. I made it through, and uh, my gosh, I've uh, I've fulfilled my commitment." I've done my duty. So from now on it's a free ride. I get uh I should get everything free now, I should get it handed to me. And the reality is there is no end to your commitment, to your responsibility to the nation. There is exactly. no end. There is no free ride. You you have a lifelong responsibility, a lifelong commitment to ensuring that the freedoms and liberties that this nation affords you are safeguarded, and why? Because uh, you could be eighty, ninety years old. You could say, "Well, uh, what do I care? What do I care? I'm gonna. I already got it on my calendar. I'm gonna be dead next year, and uh, you know, that's the end of my caring about it." But that's not the way that we function. That's not the way this nation has ever functioned uh, from the very beginning, from the founders. If you read their if you read what they wrote about the nation, about why they were doing what they were doing, it wasn't for them. They weren't doing they weren't saying, "I'm doing this so I will have rights and responsibilities. I'm doing this so I will have a good country." In every case, you'll see what they referred to as they are doing it for posterity, for those who come after. You have a responsibility to those who come after you. And you said it yourself. I mean, you're doing it, uh, you were doing your participation uh, whenever you were working with the Boy Scouts. It, was, it wasn't it was for you. Uh, your ability to be a Boy Scout was, uh, by the time you started teaching, was long past. So it wasn't for you. It was for those who were coming after you, for those who were going to take their place and shoulder the load they needed to know what they are supposed to do. They needed to understand their commitments, their responsibility uh to the nation. They needed to understand that. And that's what we're trying to do. We're not doing I don't do apple seed for me so that I will have a good uh, uh a good nation. Now, of course I want that. But
5: somebody I'm doing did it because
1: we would have it today. And now we exactly. do it pretty from 40 years in the future. Exactly. That's, that is the whole point of this, is that you are doing this, the work that we're doing is for those who will come after. We got handed something. We got handed an absolutely amazing, absolutely fantastic nation uh, set up on a brilliant document written by people, not doing it for themselves, but for us, for us who would come after. And we have... Uh, the responsibility to do the same thing. We, uh, and I've mentioned this before in the show too, is that whenever you get, uh, when you get, uh, if you go to your neighbors and you borrow a vehicle, all right, you borrow a car from them, when you take it back, when you're through with it and you take it back, you don't take it back with an empty gas tank or a broken headlight uh, or or covered in mud. Uh, Some people do, all right? So that's just a that's a sad truth. Some people do, but you're not supposed to. You're supposed to bring the car back with a full tank or with the headlight replaced, even if it was bad when you got it. That is that is the right thing to do. That's your obligation to do.
0: That's Absolutely. the way you
1: hand something back is better than you got it, and that's what we're supposed to do. So, so that is why the folks and Appleseed do what they do almost almost to a person uh, the folks that I've talked to they they're not doing it for their own gratification uh I think everybody understands that there's a higher purpose that our mission uh, has a higher Hello that we are we're doing things uh in order uh, for those who will come after uh, I'm getting, uh, if I'm if your voice is breaking up, I'm just getting another call on this line. Not uh, a problem. Uh, so I'm hoping that uh, that you have come to the event, that you've come to the Appleseed events, and you've seen what's going on, and you've said, you know what? This looks like a good place for me to plug in now. I'm ready for this, and uh, I'm ready to take my place on the
5: line. Well, in whatever capacity anybody can do i mean you know you you have people that will be iits and you have people that can commit to the uh, uh to that extent of the program but if everybody just did a little bit you know even and said hey i can i can do this uh um you know it's you know my wife saw a need for uh short stocks and uh she uh she said well you know if i'm getting one uh jeez, if Sam cuts it down uh, I'll throw another one in for somebody else, you know little things, even if they can all add up uh
1: exactly exactly, and I think what people don't understand is they think that they don't have uh uh in they don't have time to do in whatever capacity uh they don't have time to do anything that will make any uh that will make any real impact on the program and the it's the exact opposite of that. Uh, even if you have only five minutes, you put those five minutes in, it's going to have a direct impact on the program. Uh, and I mentioned several times before, you think about this. You have 10,000 folks now registered members of the forum. Uh, I'm sure we may have a lot more members in that uh, in the Appleseed Project, but 10,000 folks registered on the forum. Now, can you imagine if each one of those folks said, listen, uh, even just in the course of a year, over the course of a year, I'm going to put in one hour. So now we have ten thousand man hours working uh, forwarding the program. All right. So you just have five minutes. So we have five minutes times ten thousand. All right. We've got fifty thousand minutes. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to sit here and try and do the the math because then I'll just uh, I'll just stop talking. But uh, fifty thousand minutes now. Uh, allocated to the program to pushing it forward, listen that's a lot. you as one person, if you can't devote if I'm sure a lot of people feel if i if I can't devote one hour, then really what good am I doing and the answer is if you devote five minutes, you're doing a lot all right If you can devote five minutes and think about what happens if you devote five minutes a week all right that's uh that's only twenty minutes a month, but you're not just one person all right uh you're part of a larger organization. So, please give that some thought. If you think that I really can't do anything because uh because I can't uh, put a lot of time in it, don't please don't think that way. All right? Take 5 minutes. Uh Google the uh, sheriff's department uh at your in your county and take 5 minutes and uh send them an email inviting them uh, to a local appleseed rifle marksmanship event. It's free to law enforcement officers. Somebody will take you up on it. Uh, there are thousands and thousands of counties. Each county has a sheriff, uh, sheriff's department. Uh, if one person writes one email uh, to his local county, and then next week writes another email, and you don't even have to think up new emails. All right, just take that one email, save it, and cut and paste it into the letter, just change the heading uh from Hidalgo County to uh Harris County. Uh then uh, cut and paste from Harris County uh into Austin County. One person, 5 minutes, one email, and listen, we'll push the the program will rocket ahead. <clears throat>
5: absolutely, right. yeah, absolutely. And um uh, and you know, Sam will tell you what that one stock that Shorty said uh, we should donate uh, would do, Sam. If you want to tell her, uh, uh, tell Scout there what uh, what came up with that. Okay. Uh,
1: okay. Run that by me again.
5: Well, Sam cut a stock down for us, and we gave him a second one that he cut down for somebody else, and and he kind of passed that along. So uh, I thought it was a good story, and Shorty really enjoyed uh, hearing what the stock. <laughs>
1: Oh okay, what do you what Sam elaborate.
2: They they gave me this stock to cut down, said take it out and use it for a loaner and I said, Well sure. That'd be great and I did and uh there was a young lady out there shooting that uh had too big a seven ninety five to fit her and she smiled real nice and I gave it to her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> said, Here you go, here's a stock that'll suit you. Well, that sounds great. And, and you know, we get that all the time. And we've got, uh, we've got folks that have donated stocks here. And uh, we've cut them down. And a couple of them we cut the stocks, uh, on the 1022s. We cut them up into sections. All right. We took the, you know, took the chop saw and cut the stock like in five places on the end of it. And, uh, each place is held in individually by screws. So you can pop off, uh, like, uh, uh, one inch to five inches off the stock. Just take a screwdriver, pop that off, and uh, uh, the stocks will, you know, a 1020 stock. It will bolt onto any rifle. If somebody shows up and they got a rifle too big, uh, or we need to take one of the loaner rifles. We can pop this stock on it and uh, pop out the sections, and uh, and get it to where it'll fit them. <clears throat> and that's the apple seed. Uh, story. That's the appleseed technique. Uh, everybody that I know in the program goes the extra mile. I mean, uh, uh, they they do, and I couldn't be happier.
5: I absolutely, Scott. I, I got to tell you, it's like when you meet the finest people uh, going someplace. Uh, and you know, we've brought you know a few other folks over to appleseed and. And they go and uh, spread the word as things go on. I'm uh, I'm pretty amazed that um, things are uh, kicking along, but then again, I'm not really amazed because of the people that are involved with it.
1: Right, uh, and I am the same way exactly. Uh, you know, I look at the folks who show up on Saturday, and. They're absolutely the best the nation has to offer, and every time, uh, like you, I'm surprised at first by the caliber of the folks who come to events, and then, and then I ask myself, what do you what are you so surprised about? You've seen this happen over and over hundreds of times now. So what what you makes you what what are you what are you surprised about? Uh, it's the best folks in the nation attending our events, and and that's one of the things that has me coming back uh, over and over again to instruct them is because i know that the folks that i'm going to meet there are the folks that we need to the folks that we need to have involved in the program the folks that we need to encourage because they're the folks who are willing uh, to make a commitment to ensuring uh that our nation gets the the TLC, the maintenance, uh, the, uh, the commitment that we have to have from our citizens. And, uh, those are just the folks that do it. So did you say that you were going to, uh, you are going to become involved in the program? Well, you know, after, uh, four shots at it,
5: uh, I'm not giving up on my quest for uh, riflemen and, uh, and and again the seventh step of of getting in contact you know I do bother my politicians I love bothering them uh <laughs> and the instruction that um you know the you guys ask questions that make me think um and and say okay I need to uh study up on uh, on what our government really consists of um and look at the history of it and how to make that history continue um, and not peter out. Um, that's, that's you know, like I said, in, intelligent questions that you guys ask us to ask ourselves um, really, I think, are,
1: are just as important as the rifle instruction. Right. Right, and uh, if you guys would like to... Uh... Let me see if I have, let me guess, let me, I think that I, let me try this one last uh, caller here. I'll try to make sure I get everybody, uh, give everybody a chance to get on the air if they've called in. Uh, area code 830997,
6: you're on the air. Roger Glenn? You there?
1: Yes. Tools Roger Glenn. Roger, Roger Glenn, from, Glenn. From here in Texas?
6: Fredericksburg
1: oh hey Roger how you doing
6: doing good just got back got on the show late uh, got back from uh, we had a uh, town hall meeting with our representative state rep Doug Miller here and I got to listen to him and and then uh, shake hands and visit with the local sheriff and invite him out to our next apple seed and told him that we have six of them coming up here in Fredericksburg any of you listeners would like to come to Fredericksburg we have six shoots coming and Fredericksburg is a nice place to be. But
1: Fredericksburg is an absolutely wonderful place to be. And, and, what did and, he say when you talked to him?
6: He, oh, he was excited. He said, "Come by my office and let's visit." So you know, I'll go by and see him. And, well, and I'd like to say, in, I'd like to say, in, in respect to uh, uh, what the gentleman was talking about about getting involved, you know, what brought me to the Appleseed program in the first place was somebody else's passion for the program that got me excited when they talked to me they had such passion about it that i just had to go and i think uh uh taking your passion and 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 just talking to people and sharing it with them uh uh, one of the things that i did uh that i became passionate about was uh I hand out uh, challenge coins to all the new riflemen. That If you make a rifleman here in Fredericksburg, you get a challenge coin
1: with a no. thank you. Well, and, y- yeah, and I owe you some of those.
6: No, no, that's okay. Don't worry about that. Put it towards a good co- cause. But that's what I do. and, well,
1: and,
2: and it, That is and, a good it,
6: cause. It gives those people, uh, uh, when they have the challenge coin, a lot of times I'll just take my challenge coin out, and if I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not really good about approaching people, but... I'll just play with the challenge coin on a table or have it out and pass it around. People will look at it, and then they they ask me what it's about, and then I get to, to open up about Appleseed. I don't have to be the person trying to initiate the, the call with them. The, the the fact that they wanted to know about it uh, initiates it, and I think it's a good door opener to have that coin where you can just have it out on the table at lunch you know, or, or wherever. Just just fiddle with it. And people say, well, what's that? That's cool, you know. And so you let your passion run with it.
1: Well, you're absolutely right about the passion because, because one of the things that I tell new instructors when we're talking about telling the story is that uh, if they're in the program, they're in it because they believe in it. And if you believe... In the program, if you believe in what you're doing, then when you're telling uh the strike story to the folks who are attending, you need to convey that to them uh You don't have to get all the the names or the dates exactly right. You don't have to give them every single detail uh, about what happened uh at uh at Lexington Green or at Concord or on Battle Road. But what you do have to do is make sure that they understand that you're passionate about it and make sure that it means something to you and that you convey that to them because if it doesn't mean something to you, then why in the world would it mean anything to them? You need to make sure that you, un- that you convey that to the folks that are listening, Is that you are passionate about it because that is the, is the first connection. If you're passionate about something, it must be serious. It must mean something. And if it does, then they must want to know what the details are about it.
0: That's
1: right. If, if you're not passionate about it, when and I'm, when I talk to people about Apple seed, I'm very passionate about it because I believe in it. I believe in it, and I don't really care what they think about me. Uh, I care about making them understand that it's something worth being passionate about. All right. Listen, Roger, yes, uh, sir. thank you for what you're doing. And I want to thank everybody, uh, everybody who called in tonight, all the folks on the, uh, uh in the chat room. I have the British lady telling me that we've got, uh, 60 seconds left in the show. Uh, so thanks to everyone involved. Uh, if you have uh, suggestions or comments about the show, please call in. I mean, uh, please uh, PM me or email me and let me know. And uh, we'll try and uh, do the best we can with that. We'll see you again next Thursday, uh, same same time, Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Thanks to everybody. and. Uh, Thank you, Roger. Thanks, uh, Sam. Uh, Everybody who called in this evening. And uh, we'll see you this next Thursday. God bless you all and good night. Adios. Good night, all.